Yay, yay, yay. Took a week off, but now we back. Family Room Podcast, episode 22. 22. I'm Mike Rohn. Stefan Rohn. Back for another uh, conversation, another sit-down. Same family, different room, and in a different state this time. We on location. We out here in Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona, for a family reunion. Stop we, family reunion. But we dedicated to the pod, so we still here. Potter's oh, man, Pod. I, I got the wrong memory card. Can Potter's you Pod. Me again, Potter's Pod, same family, different room. But we ain't here. Uh, we've been out here in AZ for the past, what, two days? Two days, yeah. Fighting the heat. Been losing some days. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Winning some days. Nah, we've been losing the yeah, whole time. Yeah, that's a fact. This heat ain't no joke. I don't know how y'all AZians do it out here. I don't know, but it's crazy out here. It's hot where we at. Yeah, it's hot in Esco, but this heat, it ain't it ain't been under 104 the whole time we've been out here. Yeah, and that's like the hottest day. Yeah, and at night. In Esco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out here, that's at, at night. Like, I woke up this morning at 8 something. It was, it was 9, no, it was 81 at 8 o'clock in the morning. Come on, fam. Can't get away from it. There's people in the pool like that's doing stuff. Real nice pool at where we at, but <laughs> when it's this hot outside, what the hell? I'm swimming in boiling water. They got a court out there like anybody about to use it. You crazy? It's hot than a mug out here. But nevertheless, family reunion is lit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Got to make sure you pull up for family. Family Always. room podcast at the family reunion. How fitting. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we like we always start with the week. We didn't pod uh, last week because I had work out of town, and then we were going to record on Monday, and I was tired after work, so we didn't. I guess that's a lack of dedication on my part. Not even. And then, I was about to, and then I was about to drive up on two, drive down the house on Tuesday to record, but then we were staying at Esco Wednesday night. So I was like, let's just do a Wednesday night. And then we get down on Wednesday night way too late. Everybody's still tired. So we're like, you know what? We already plan to bring the stuff on the road and pause. So we're like, you know what? We'll just record when we get to Arizona, man. So that's what we're doing. We're here in Arizona, like we've been saying. Uh, but yeah, man, let's rock. Yeah, let's how, go. How was your week? Um, my week was good. I can't like I, I try not to ever. I try not to ever complain. But oh, hold on, we gotta get something out the way. Look at this toast, boy, boy. Yeah, yeah. Get this toast to to the to vacay. The vacation. Woo. Woo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good pod coming. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, but my my week, um, regular work week, didn't have no basketball because we've been on dead period. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of every, pretty much towards the end of every summer. Flip the screen towards you. Dead period for the, for You'll the. see whenever it stops. For those that don't know, pretty much they tell us, coaches, you can't contact, can't see your players, just so we're not overworking them. It's a time period where they don't let us do that, so. My schedule's actually been a little bit more free. I mean, I've been filling my time. You know what I mean? Because I, I personally just don't like to stay stagnant. This week, I started um, my five-mile challenge. That's dope. Every week, I got to get in I gotta get in five miles. No matter how I do them, but in them seven days, I got to bust down five miles. And I've done a mile since we've been here on vacation. Been here two days. I ran a mile. So right now, I'm at three, I'm at three miles. And we'll get back before the end of the week. So I'll be able to get my other two in. But it's been my first week. My body feels good, man, but I ran half a mile uphill on a treadmill. Mm-hmm. Thought it was going to kill me yesterday down the, down the workout room at the hotel. Flattened out, ran the rest of the mile. I didn't lift no weights. I didn't do nothing. I just came back upstairs and took my ass to sleep, bro. <laughs> Getting back in the run has been hard. 
like I said, I, I plan to work out this whole trip. Me and wifey was out to eat, and we come back, and y'all was done working out. And then my back was hurting. And then I didn't even work out. Yeah, I, I got to get committed to it, man. I'm just, I'm just trying to get back down to my plan weight. Mm-hmm. Like, because if I would have kept playing, I think my plan weight would have been around 170, 175. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to get back to that. I'm like I'm like 185 right now. Mm-hmm. I ain't got a long way to go. Like, I've lost 10 pounds. I'm trying to lose another 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. A dub all together. I think that'll be good. That'll get me right where I want to be at. Get these abs back popping, you know what I mean? I feel it. I feel it. That's all you need. Yeah. As long as you ain't got a bird chest and you got at least four abs, yeah. you solid. Oh, yeah. And I, I'm... I'm too I'm too thick a guy to have bird chest. Like I would live a couple weights just kind of poking out, so I'd be cool. <laughs> so I'd be cool. I feel it. I feel it. I had some really like weird stuff happen. Not weird, but like random things happened to me this past week. Uh, a chill week, but just random stuff happened. Mm-hmm. We uh going to get dinner from me and Baron on the way to get dinner. Obviously for the whole family, but it's just me and Baron out to get dinner at Panda Express. On the way in. Baron sees some some change on the floor. Mm-hmm. And he tries to pick it up. And I'm like, no, nah, if it's there, I'm expecting it not to be there. I'm like, yeah, we'll just get it on the way out. He's like, okay, daddy. We go in, we get the Panda Express. While we're coming out, the money's still on the floor. Mm-hmm. And like me, <laughs> his memory is immaculate. He don't forget nothing. <laughs> so he sees it, and he runs to get it. The same time he runs to get it, this homeless man goes to pick it up. Yeah. Baron beats him to the quarter. So he grabs it. Starts walking towards me and he's looking at the dude like, the hell is going on right now? Yeah. And I'm watching the whole thing, but I ain't trying to be extra for no reason. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm, but I'm, obviously I'm watching. Baron starts walking towards me like a sidewalk. He's looking at the man like as the man's walking towards him. I put the Panda Express back down and start walking towards him. I'm like, hey, bro, you better back. Like, real quick. There was another situation me and Baron was walking to the park months ago. And this dude was trying to like give him a balloon or do something. I forget exactly what it was. He was trying to be friendly, but Baron told him no a couple times, and he kept following. And I called myself trying to be nice until it got to the point where, like, Baron looked like he was almost started crying to do when leave him alone. So I was like, hey, bro, back up. And I was telling Jesse, like, I was mad at myself that I didn't turn up right away. So now when this situation happened, I'm turning up right away. You got that in the back of your mind. You're like, not again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put the bag down. I was like, hey, bro, you better back up before I put my fist in your mouth. What'd you say, tough guy? old school threat. (laughs) What'd you say, tough guy? And y'all know I, I I try my best not to curse. I was like, hey, bro, you better back the fuck up before I beat your ass out here. Yeah. Oh, okay, tough guy. Okay, tough guy. My first, I'm a pretty boy. Now I'm a tough guy. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Back up. Grab the food, grab Baron, start getting in the car. He all flipping me off as we're driving away. Like, whatever, bro. Yeah, that's your son. I mean, <laughs> how do nigga think you go react? And you got to watch people these days. Niggas is crazy out here. That's unfortunate, but niggas is crazy out here, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it just is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm like it, I ain't, it ain't my child, but I'm like that with my girl. You know what I mean? She got a problem with somebody. I'm not. I'm coming dead and all that. Yeah. I'm letting whoever it is know it's gonna be a situation, bro. It's gonna be a situation. Way before you know what's going on, I'm gonna start a situation. I'm not playing when it comes to my wife. You didn't even acknowledge we, we got baby bro in the room. My bad. Oh yeah, nah, go ahead, go ahead. And acknowledge we got baby bro in the room, working the camera and helping us out this week. We gonna get him on the podcast sooner. Like, ain't really his style. We gonna get him on the podcast one day. Yeah, yeah one go day. Ahead. I mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Nah, just saying, like, you're protective, of course, of your son. He's, I mean, he's three. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Homeless nigga. Like, you don't know these niggas. Like, these niggas be wilding out. Like, I don't, me personally, when I'm by myself, I don't play around with homeless niggas. Mm-hmm. They got little needles and stuff they can stick you in and all of that. Like, I got into a situation with a homeless dude before, like, and I was trying to give him some money. Well, I wasn't trying to give him no money. He, he was asking me for money, and I was telling him I'll buy him something, but I'm not giving him no money. Right. 
And he getting loud with me. And it's right across the street from my house, at the liquor store by my house. And I'm like, yo, bro, like, I can either run in here and get you something, or I can leave. It ain't gonna, it ain't gonna matter to me. I'm not outside. I said that to him. I was like, I'm not outside, bro. Right. He's all like, oh, you talking shit? I'm like, I'm not talking shit, but if you want to make it a problem, we can do that. I'm trying to help you out, bro. I'm not hungry. This is a snack for me, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? So you gotta be careful with these niggas, bro. Well, something else that happened that slipped my mind. I'm trying to see if I wrote it down. <clears throat> nope. It, nah. Just a... Uh, <laughs> That's an interesting week already. Yeah, but other other than that, my week was good. Oh, that was the other thing that happened. So I work some. I work for the YMCA, as y'all know. I'm working summer camp, right? And I'm the, the the unit leader of my camp. And there's like, and I'm with the youngest kids, so our ratio is smaller. So I'm, I have more staff with me than any other unit leader, yeah. right? And uh, I get in the pool every day. The unit leaders that we don't want to all summer, we don't have to get in the pool. But I enjoy yeah. it. It's getting me back in shape, and it's hot as hell. Well, so yeah. I'm, so I'm gonna get in the water with the kids. And traditionally, nobody wants to get in the pool. Right. And I'm, I feel like, and they all know, I'm doing them a favor. Yeah, it's that's, supposed to be two of us. Fact, it's yeah. supposed to be two of us that get in the pool every day. But because mm-hmm. I get in the pool every day, only one of them has to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because um, when I was with you, I was like, you and you got it today. You and you got it today. Never me. <laughs> you can't. You allergic to chlorine. Yeah, yeah, but that, yeah, yeah. yeah but I feel like you would have done that either way. Yeah, that's um, a fact. So, and because of that, because I, I bite, I mean, it's not really biting the bullet. It's something I want to do. But yeah. for them, it's a, it's a convenience yeah. for them. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, and I'm the type, no matter who is up under me while I'm working, I'm never the type to just be snapping and sending people in directions. I kind of do stuff how mom did. Like when mom was like, hey, can you can you go and get me some uh, a bottle of water real quick? Mm-hmm. you like, no. She'd be like, go get me the water. That was my nice yeah, way of yeah. asking you. Yeah. That's my nice way of telling you to go get me the water. Yeah. So that's what I do at work. Hey, can you do me a favor and go uh, get the rope so we can start lining the kids up? Or I could say, go get the rope so we can line the kids up. Mm-hmm. But I try to be polite. You know what I'm saying? And I sent. I told. Uh, I told this this one girl. I'm like, hey, can you do me a favor and go grab the wagon? We're about to start walking back up to the school. You're standing right here. You can go and get it. Your subordinate said that to you. Yeah. <laughs> at first, I thought she was joking. Yeah. And I looked at her face and like no little half she smile. Joking. Nothing came. I was like, well, we're both standing right here, not doing much. But what I'm doing is looking at all these kids right here. You're not doing anything. Well, I'm looking at the kids, too. I had to pull rank on her. I was like, you're right, but I'm the unit leader, and you're not. Can you please go get the wagon? <laughs> no roll her eyes at me, go get the wagon. So I tell them, I don't, I don't want to be in the camp with five or six-year-olds anymore. Mike, da-da-da-da-da. The girl she talked to came and told me that. She said, she was like, I love working with Mike. If I had a choice, I'd work with Mike every day. I just don't want to work with the babies every day. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I had to tell her before I left on Wednesday, I was like, are we good? She's like, oh, yeah, why? I was like, I just feel like after our, that little exchange we had stuff, of course I'm saying that because it wasn't like yeah, totally. Yeah. I just feel like after that exchange we had, things got, you know what I'm saying, a little weird. I was make sure I'm leaving. I'm not going to be here Thursday and Friday. I want to be weird when I come back on Monday. Are we good? Go, yeah, we're fine. I can tell it's still some little sad stuff, but I was like, whatever, bro. Dude, whatever. I ain't tripping. But yeah, other than those two incidents. Dude, you my staff for the summer. My week was good. <laughs> my week was good. I ain't got no complaints. The, um, oh, well, we didn't, we didn't fly to AZ. We drove. We drove. Mm-hmm. Um, the family road trips are always interesting. This was Wifey's first time on the road with us. I mean, it took us longer than it should have, but I always, lo- I always love our road trips. Me too. I, I've always Me loved too. our road trips. Like we've had road trips that the trip there was funner than actually being in the town. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. More like more uh, like when we went to Denver. Yeah. Like that road trip was lit. Hella fun. And you know what's funny? Um, this goes along with the family reunion stuff. Like, 
I don't have or I don't know many people that their family regularly does a family reunion. They might do one like every dozen years or they'll talk about having one and it won't happen. Like we're one of the few families that I know that like every other year there's a family reunion. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, and I, I just think it's a blessing. You know what I mean? Like to, for your family and we have a very large family for that many people to be able to stay organized and stay committed to, Hey, we're going to plan, we're going to execute and everybody's going to make sure they get there. Um, not many people do that, man. It's not something that I take lightly. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you're listening to this, man, like, it ain't got to be no big old family reunion, but just, like, I always say this. Tap in tap in with your loved ones. Like, oh, that's something I've been doing. Like, I've, I've always done it, but I've been um, I've been talking to people about it more. Because you know how, like, you get, like, somebody will just be on your mind. You know what I mean? Like, now what I do is I shoot them a text. Or I'll hit them up on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Or I'll, like, link up with them, like, have a drink with them. Because you never know what they're going through. You don't know why they're on your mind or whatever it is, like, and, um. Like, the homegirl, Caitlin, been on my mind lately. And so, like, me and her, when we get back, because she's out of town. She's out of town, too. But when we both get back, we plan on, like, linking up, having drinks and stuff like that. She's just been on my mind. We've just been talking a lot on Instagram. I told her, like, man, you've been on my mind. Like, we got to link up. She was like, that's so crazy. I was just telling my sisters, like, I've been talking to you more lately. Like, we got to link up. Like, you've always been chill. I was like, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? I was like, that's crazy that I hit you. You was just talking to your sister about that. That's funny. Just the other day. Uh, Baron and I were at the park. You know, whenever we go to the park, I go hard on the Instagram story. I'll be having yeah. some little park trips all over my story. I took a picture of him, like, hanging on the monkey bar. She just commented on the stories, like, I have to meet him. I was like, oh, yeah, we can set that up. Yeah. You know, she be, uh, she, she babysits Joy's daughter, her niece, all the time. Yeah. She's probably like, man, we got to get the kids together. You know, Baron's a lot older than her, but yeah. whatever. Get the kids together. Yeah, touch. I'm with it. I'm with it. Oh, wanted to talk, talk to you about this. <laughs> so this is a, a complete change of, change of, change of pace but it came to my mind right now and it happened this past week so me and deandre went out uh i mean we out of town this thursday but last thursday me and deandre thursday or friday me and deandre, friday me and deandre went out and before we before we went in we usually sit in the car drink whatever little bottle he grabbed get a little pre-fade going and then we go yeah. in right so we sitting in the car and we just talking about stuff we doing whatever whatever we go in Shoot some pool, dance a little bit, have a few more drinks. Then we back in the car kicking. It's usually like we kick it in the car before and after. Just yeah. Catching up. Talking up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we get to talking. He talking about his girl. I'm talking about my wife. And we talking about the good and the bad. You know how that goes. Yeah. And then we... Uh, oh, that reminds me. Look, keep going. I'm a little tipsy. You know, we drink Jack. I'm feeling good. Like, feeling good. So I tell him, I'm like, hey, yo. This drink got me feeling right, bro. I need to get home to wifey right now. <laughs> that kind of feeling good, right? Like, I need to get home before wifey go to sleep, bro. I need to get home right now. Take me home. And so before he take me home, we get to talking about that, right? And he like, he said something, he said something about it. He's like, oh, man. He's like, talking like that. You finna treat her good. You finna da-da-da-da-da, right? He like, I finna go into detail and all of that, right? And then he like, and he like, he say something about like his skill or whatever. And we, and we start talking about going down on and, your woman. Okay, romance. Right. He started talking about it. I'm going to just be all the way blunt. I ain't going to get explicit. We start talking about, you know, going down on your woman. Right. Yeah. And then I tell him, I was like, bro, and this is going to be a shock to a lot of people, mainly the women that are listening. But I told him, I was like, bro, the only woman that I've ever gone down on is my wife. Like, the only one. I've never yeah. done. Before, I was so anti. And even after I got married, I was for a little while, too. But then, yeah. you know. You get over that. Yeah. And you, you try to open your freak bag a little bit. Yeah. And I told him that. 
blew this nigga's mind, bro. He was like, what? What? And then I told him, I was like, before at the same time, I was like, you probably had a lot more sex than me. I was like, I, I got going at 16, but I was like, I told him, I was like, I know my number, though. Like, my wife included, I've only had sex with 13 girls. He was like, what? I'm like, bro, everybody ain't a wild boy like you. <laughs> he could not believe it, bro. He absolutely could not believe it. He was like, he was like, so like you was like getting play and you wasn't doing that. I was like, bro, when you young, like girls ain't really looking for that. I mean, they probably are now. That's a no, no, no. That's a that's a um older woman thing. This like no, no, no. We're not going no farther type of shit. Like or I can't mess with him again because he don't do this. Mm-hmm. That's an older woman thing. Like when you young, you getting it. Like half of the shit is just. Just get him to that base. You ain't worried about, oh, he didn't go down first or nothing like that. Let's be, you're trying to seal the deal. Yeah, you just trying, you're trying to get that release. You know what I mean? When you're young, you just trying to get that release. You, <laughs> you're just trying, to, you're just trying to get that release, bro. You smash it like crazy. <laughs> ain't no time it don't go down. <laughs> this dude, Steph, is wild. <laughs> Your sound effects are crazy. That's what it is. That's what it is. And I wasn't even a wild boy like that, but fam, <laughs> if I had what I was going to tell with it, well, we were come on, man. It wasn't no, like now. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, I mean, look, I'll put it like this. If there's any nigga, you holding that out on your wife, fam, your, your marriage will not last. You might want to go ahead and do that, bruh. You might want to go ahead and do that. It's just, it's just a, uh. Um, oh, it's just a, um, once you get married, there's certain things that you going to do. Yo, you go do that. Absolutely. But you know, we could talk about doing it nasty all day. That's a fact. So let's talk about something <laughs> that you. Oh, that was what I wanted to talk about. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure you saw the picture, but I just asked you right now. You said you didn't see the comments. So that picture I posted of me and Baron at church at the appreciation, I gave him a kiss on the lips, right? Yeah. And I forget exactly. The caption was something along the lines of, People are uncomfortable with appropriate affection that they're unfamiliar with, you know, and I wanted to, anyway, I'll get to that. And people start chiming in, like people start chiming in on the comments. For the most part, people are like, man, don't worry about people, man. Love your son the way you want to love your son. Don't worry about people. And then this one girl, I forget her name. She was respectful, but she just gave her opinion. Yeah, of course. Um, she said something like on the lips though, like you really need to be doing that. And I said, like, why does it make you uncomfortable? Like, like why? And she was saying that kissing on the lips is sensual. And that, like, she's like, obviously it's sensual. Like, married people do it. Like, couples do it. Like, that's why you kiss on the lips. I'm asking her. I was like, I was like, it's not sensual. I was like, for number one, like, like, do you know what sensual means? Yeah. I was like, so, I was like, so either you're sexualizing a child, which I'm assuming you're not doing. So then I have to assume that you're thinking I'm getting some pleasure out of kissing my son on the lips. Like, by the definition of sensual. Yeah. I was like, that's 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 obviously not going on. I was like, I understand you being uncomfortable with it. One of my best friends, Jesse, the first time he seen me kiss my mom on the lips, he told me, he was like, bro, that gr- nigga, I was like, that is disgusting. And he said he actually kissed his mom on the lips and it made him gag. He was like, what the? But nigga, never. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's like, so I get it. And that's why I put it. If you're unfamiliar with it and it's something you've never been around, then you're not going to it's going to be a little weird for you. But yeah. to say that it's like, it's inappropriate to say, I'm not comfortable with it. Saying it's inappropriate. is like, come on, bro. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, um, I'm not one to tell nobody how to parent their kid. I'm not one that like, 
I personally don't and remember. Be clear, I didn't take offense. I posted the picture, and when you put stuff out there, you got to be able to just accept yeah, to, yeah, that comes yeah, with. coming so out. I'm not yeah. tripping on it. And I was actually there for the dialogue, and I told her, like, yeah, I appreciate the thought. She's like, no, thank you for the respectful dialogue, but always. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I I, I don't think I would do that. Like, I don't got kids. I, I don't think I would do that, but it, it wasn't, it don't bother me, because, I, I mean, I see people do it in why public. Would you, why wouldn't you do it? Um. It was it was nothing. I mean, I don't ever remember dad kissing me on my lips. It's just not something that I would do. Just because I guess just passed down. Really is. I don't think it's uncomfortable. I see you kiss bare on lips all the time, and I don't think nothing about it. Mm-hmm. I just I don't think it's something that I would do. I, because I don't think it's something I think I would think to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like and see, before having kids, I thought, and I, if I'm not mistaken, I remember saying to a few people, I was like, no, nah, I don't plan on kissing my son. My dad didn't kiss me on the mouth. Yeah. Like I said, I kissed Baron on the mouth a couple times today. Yeah. So, whatever. Yeah. I think, um, I think, like you said, like, there's people that are going to look at it and they're automatically going to go to sensual or sexual. But, by, like you said, by definition, like, you really think that's going down with a father and, and a son. You know what I mean? And, and the difference, I think, I think the people jump to the, I think the people jump to the extreme when they hear something like that. You know what I'm saying? All this stuff that goes on with kids and stuff that happens with kids, people jump to that as like almost in a defense of all children type of thing. You know what I mean? And um, I think it's just one of those things. It's like, like think about it. Like I mean, the picture. I, if I remember, you're in church. You you know what I'm saying? It's like okay, like context is everything. You know what I'm saying? Uh, clearly. You posted the picture. You at, you put something in the caption about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know. I just think that people jump to the worst scenario. Like, they jump to the worst case scenario they could think of. Like, why would he be doing that? You know what I mean? Because they're thinking about the worst thing. Like, well, or I could just be loving my son. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it made it made me think about a post that D.L. Hughley made. Uh, I forget how long ago it was, but his daughter, his grown daughter, I think it might have been two of them, but his grown daughter was sleep in the bed with him. In a hotel, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh my God, so inappropriate!" And he's like, "It's inappropriate about it." That my daughter's been sleeping in the bed with me since she was a baby. Like, yeah, she's not a baby anymore. He's like, "So what do you think is going on? Like, what do you think is happening?" Yeah, when me and my daughter lay down and go to sleep. Yeah, again, it's something you're unfamiliar with. And say you're unfamiliar and uncomfortable, but don't accuse me of doing something. Yeah, like, hey, come on, bro. Like, come on. And you're allowed to be uncovered. And that and that's what and that's what I mean. Exactly. And that's what I mean. They're jumping to the worst case because of their discomfort. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, there's stuff that's obviously beyond the pale. You know what I mean? Or whatever it is. But something that something like that, it, it should like it just to me, you just jump into an extreme. You just jump you're just you're like you're overlooking everything that you're seeing and you're going to the worst case scenario you could think in your mind. Well, if he's doing that, he could be doing this. And it's like, or I could be loving my child. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't I don't get people. Speaking of people jumping to conclusions with parents, LeBron in the layup lines with his son, seeing his travel ball team, his AAU team, going dumb, winning tournaments. He all clapping, getting up, flexing, all on the court. People all up in arms saying he's doing too much. Me, I don't think he's doing too much at all. I don't think he's doing too much at all for a few reasons, but I'll let you give your opinion first. Um, I mean, for me, I just don't. Okay, I, there's a couple different there's a couple different fronts to me where people are just going another another thing of people just going too far. Okay, the first thing is, 
and I don't think this is the most important thing. This is just the first thing that came to my mind when I saw all like the everything that was surrounding LeBron with this, with that whole thing. Clearly, LeBron's in this gym, right? So if LeBron would have been like, you know what, let me get with the organizers of this tournament and let them know that I'm gonna be there and all, and this could happen, like. Parents pay a lot of money getting in the AAU games. Mm-hmm. Think about how much more it would be if, like, prior, they were like, let's make LeBron a part of this event. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, number one, you let's say LeBron's in the dunk. Let's say he's in the layup lines, putting on a little dunk show before the game. How much would people pay for that? Because you guys probably paid $15 to get into there. Mm-hmm. And now you're watching LeBron James do anything with the basketball. People pay a lot of money to watch LeBron play basketball. You know what I'm saying? So, that's... That, to me, was like, that was the first thing I thought of. Nobody should be complaining because you guys just got the best player in the world for 15 bucks in the layup lines. Two, the kids seem to love it. And one of the kids went so far as to get on Instagram and say, you guys don't understand how cool this is for us. Our play is getting this kind of reaction out of the best player in the world. It's super exciting for us. We love it. That's That was my biggest thing. And two, like, and this, this is my, like, last point about it, like, He's being a father, bro. He didn't have a father. That's my main point. He he didn't have a father. He's doing this fatherhood thing on the fly. He didn't have an example. He's doing a great job. He didn't have an example. So guess what? A lot of dads, when their son gets a bang out in a game, and I'm an AAU coach, when sons get bang outs in a game, there's dads that are doing extra, going way too hard. And there's... Adverse, there's parents that when their kid ain't doing right, they're on it criticizing, yelling at them and all of that stuff. LeBron's just there cheering on his kids at their high points. He could be really, really critiquing them kids. That's a team that he sponsored and paid for. He could really be on that bench putting the fear of God in them kids. But he's there cheering them on, helping them with their development. I don't see – he's helping them with their development. I don't see nothing wrong with it. His son loves it. The other kids on the team seem to love it. And all of y'all are getting LeBron a show from LeBron James for $15 a seat. It's just LeBron haters, bro. That's what it has to be. Yeah. And it's about the kids. AAU is there's a lot of dirtiness in it. But AAU is supposed to be about the kids and their exposure. If these kids love it, no one should have anything to say. And on with that, though, if there was one kid that didn't like it, if there was one kid that didn't like it, don't do it. Yeah. But like like I said, the kids seem to love it. It's not like I just like as an AAU coach, man. I see the good and bad of AAU, and if LeBron's doing any bad, all them cameras that are there aren't catching it, dog. And that's like to me, it's just like, come on, bro. Like, what what do you what are you complaining about? It, to me, it's just a, like, well, I think it's LeBron haters, and again, I think it's people jumping to the absolute worst. Because they're saying, LeBron's an attention whore. Oh, LeBron's taking away from the kids and all of this other stuff. Or he's bringing more cameras there. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. to me, I'm going to just keep it a buck. If I'm a parent in there, it don't matter what team I'm on. It don't matter if my kid's playing against LeBron James team or or we're just in the same gym at the event. I'm going over to that court to watch LeBron get in the layup lines with the kids. Big facts. I'm, I'm going to be like, yo, this is pretty dope. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't, like, I, I just don't, I just don't understand. I just don't understand how people, like, how you, how you want to try to tear somebody down for, like, helping out kids. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, 
to me, that's all it that's all it looks. Cause I'm an AU coach and I'm trying my hardest for my players to get them the most exposure possible. I wish that I knew somebody in the NBA or the W because well, I coach girls in the WNBA that I was that close to that could just be at my games, bigging my kids up, going up, bringing as much exposure to them as possible. Because that's what gets them to college. Enough people see them, enough coaches start taking interest. Now they come start watching their game and they say, oh, I like her, or I like him, or I want this player on my team. Letter of a rep, you know what I'm saying? Or all of that stuff. Like, nothing bad is coming from this. If you don't like it, don't watch it. You act like everybody out here that has a criticism of the problem, they're acting like they're doing something for the kids when the kids are saying that they like it, they love it. Exactly. So, while you guys are out here putting on your cape, you guys are out here putting on your cape for kids that love what's going on. It just doesn't. It just doesn't make sense. Like it's just people on a high horse, man. You know what? You know what? I just thought about this. You know what it is? It's people that they wish that they could do that. They wish that they could do that. Cause if you got out there and you was in the lamp lines, homie, you'd be missing some of them lamps, or you'd be slapping glass. You're not getting out there dunking with the kids, man. You know how dope that is. Look, if I have if I have a son, and he bangs out in the game, y'all better hope I just run on the court. Because I'm going to be going hard for mine. I'm going to be going hard for mine. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, dog. Like, there's so much there's so much ugly in AAU sports that don't try to make this one of them. There's money being passed. Kids are being overworked and all of this other stuff taken advantage of. These tournaments, like, these tournaments have turned into, like, showcases to where, like, the kids aren't really competing you know what I'm saying? It's literally just so the organizers can make a dollar. There's so much swirl and negative. Like, all you guys should take all your animosity and all that stuff you guys have against LeBron and do and try to make some change happen in the AAU system so kids aren't playing 10 games in a weekend, eight games between Friday and Sunday, between Friday night and Sunday night. You know what I'm saying? Try to get try to get some of these players that are filling up these gyms and getting all the top coaches in the country. Try to get them paid a little bit for that. That's labor that they're doing. They're playing a game for people's entertainment. They're trying to get a scholarly, but everybody around them, everybody around them is selling it as entertainment. Amateur entertainment. Take all your animosity, take all your dislike, like, come on, man. LeBron sponsored the team. I know what people are going to say. Oh, he got the money. There's nothing to him. But he doesn't have to do that. He doesn't have to do that. He doesn't have to do that at all. He's LeBron James. He's a Nike athlete. He could have his son easily go and play on one of the best Nike teams in the country. Deserving or not. He's using his resources to give kids. And granted, these kids would have been on any on, on an AAU team because these little kids could go. They would have been on a high-level AAU team, but he's using his platform to get these kids as much exposure as possible. There's probably schools that just want LeBron James, his son, and the kids on that team just because they're connected to LeBron. And they know LeBron might come to a game, and that's going to get us more exposure. That's going to help us in recruiting and all of that stuff. There's so many angles that you could look at this and be like, yo, that's dirty. This is dirty. None of them have anything to do with LeBron Jumping on the court or losing his shoe or dunking in a layup line. You know, like, come on. LeBron's an attention whore. So he's going to go take the attention off his son. I'm going to help you guys out, man. Everywhere that dude goes, there's cameras. He's not, he's not, he's not hurting for attention. 
He probably has more attention than he wants, in all honesty. That's a fact. You know he what I'm saying? Like, his mouth when he talk. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. It's just like, and and that goes, that's a deeper thing. That's a deeper thing Um, where how black fathers are portrayed. Yep. Like, they, I've, been, I've been waiting for a chance, but I was going to mention uh, LeVar Ball. Everybody was mad about what he was doing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How black fathers are portrayed. It's always got to be taken away from the kid, or he's not there, or he's not doing this. So now we have a father who's there. And now we have a father that's excited, ecstatic as hell that his son and his friends are putting on, that are doing well. And now he's getting criticized for that. But if he but if he was at the game just sitting there watching him play, be like, oh, why is he sitting there so critical of the kids? Da-da-da-da-da, just let him play and learn. Like, he can't win, man. He can't win. It's like, come on, man. Like, at some point, at some point, again, like we were at the last topic, think about the kids. Because the kids are saying they love it. Right. Put yourself in them shoes. The best player of your generation, a sport that you love and watch, is there watching you and going crazy. Let's take a baseball player. Let's say the best baseball player in the world is watching kids play baseball and he's running on the field. Because let's say the best pitcher in the world, kid just threw a no-hitter. He's running out there and he's dapping him up and doing all that stuff when he's walking off the mound to end the game. Nobody will be saying anything. But that's a predominantly not black sport. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I think it has something to do with who LeBron James is, people that hate him, and the color thing. Black fathers are portrayed a certain way or they like to try to paint us a certain way. Not us. I'm not a black father. Y'all, you know what I'm saying? They like to try to paint black fathers a certain way. And this is just part of it. But any of you guys that have criticism, think about this. Anybody that didn't have their father there or a parent there, how much would you want them to be there, even if they were doing too much? Well, what about the kids that play for the Strive for Greatness team, which is the name of LeBron's team? What about the, what about the kids that their parents can't, won't, or don't travel? Or what about the kids that literally do not have a father, like LeBron did? And LeBron's, at least at the game and maybe at a couple practices, filling that void. Yeah. Like people, people just want to, people just want to hate, people just want to criticize, and they just without without looking at the full picture, without looking at everything. Like it's it's doing way more good than bad. I don't think it's oh, doing any bad. bad. I don't think it's doing that's any bad. bad. So like pe- people got to get off their high horse, man. Like you said, people got to get off their high horse. Bro. That's all that is. That's all that is. That's all that is. Speaking of LeBron, now that LeBron has put the power back in the players, not back, but giving the power to the players. Are the days of stars playing for just one team that over? Yeah. Like, like no doubt about it. That's officially over. Yeah. Unless they're, unless they're like Kobe and they want to be in one place no matter what. Yeah. Like, Damian Lillard's going to be like that. But I don't think he's one of those. But but I don't think he's one of those um, upper echelon stars like that. I think he's a star in the league. He's not one of those upper echelon guys that we look like that we look at like he's wielding a lot of power. No, you, you know what I'm saying. But I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what's over for sure: the days of players standing in places that ain't getting it done. Yeah, that's a fact. Because they could do an Anthony Davis trade me, and now it's on. Now you got, you now when a star does that, you pretty much got to trade him. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I know the league don't like it. I know Steve Kerr said. Um, the Anthony Davis thing wasn't good for the league, but the league is making more money than it's ever made, and the players are running the show pretty much. So, is it really that bad? I think for okay, this is my theory: men, 
we love sports because it's grown men drama. It's a grown man soap opera. We love sports, but we get the stories with it. We get the little, we get the attitudes. You know what I'm saying? Like we get characters and all this stuff with it. We get to hold on and cling on to these stories and all that stuff. Like there's there's a lot there's a lot that we um that that we, that we get with it. So like now stars moving and stuff like that. One, it changes up where the best teams are, and. It gives us stories. It gives the media more stories to put out there. It gives them more drama to speak on. I like. I think that. I think that there is a danger of it getting not the players' power, but just people moving around so much. I think that there is a danger in that, but I don't think there's no danger with the with the players having the power that they have now. Because wasn't nobody saying it was dangerous for the owners to have all the power when they had all the power and there was no free agency. Nobody was like, man, wouldn't it be nice if them players could dictate their own future? Think about and and we and we're looking at I'm talking about stories and drama and all that other stuff. This is these people's livelihoods. It don't even I don't even have to I don't even it doesn't even have to do about the winning and losing. Like a lot of players say, Oh, I made this decision for my family. Mm-hmm. Like when LeBron left Cleveland the first time. His family did not want to go back to Cleveland. You know what I'm saying? He made the move because they didn't want to be in Cleveland, and then he went back because he felt like he had something to do. So when he left again, he asked his family, where do you guys want to be? They picked that life. So he went. That's him being a good family man. But he has the power to do it. Think about a league where he would have had to stay there. That's a stress. That's a strain on him and his family. You know what I'm saying? All, all types. I don't know, man. Like, I don't understand how people, like, don't want the players to have this power. The league is so much better when they do. I just don't. I've been watching basketball all my life. It's never been more exciting than it is right now. It's never been more exciting than it is right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm 32 years old. I'll say I've been watching basketball for 27 years. Mm-hmm. It's never been more exciting than it is right now. Because we don't know where these players are going to go. Because free agency is almost a season in its own. Football's almost here, and we're just now talking about football because the players in the NBA have got free agency so popping. It's such a thing. It's it's, it's, it's its own thing aside from the season and games being played. Where's this guy going to go? Where's that guy going to go? Who's he going to team up with? Are these guys going to team up? Oh, they got beef now because he left this team, and he's playing over here with this guy. Like, it's just, man, it's crazy. It's crazy. I, again, I don't see nothing. I don't see nothing bad with it. Me neither. At all. At all. Just. I feel like in any. I feel like in any situation, the people that generate the most of the money are allowed to have the most power, bro. Yeah. yeah. Like not the people who have the most money. The people who are generating the most money for the business. Yeah. Because obviously the owners have more money than the players, but they're not the ones bringing in the money. Yeah. And it's it's just um. Nah, hell no, nah. hell no. Nah. Like it can't be bad. It can't be bad. Look how well, like <laughs> I'm just saying, like look how well the league is doing. Like what's bad about it? The league is doing like crazy good. I just don't understand it. Like it's it's just crazy. It's nuts to me. It's nuts to me. Changing gears a little bit. You see that uh, yeah, Tyler Creator freestyle. <laughs> Did you watch the whole interview? Though? I watched the whole interview. Okay. It was a really good interview. It was a really good interview. Yeah, it was a really good interview. Um. It made me. It made me love Tyler again, 
because I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Like, well, Igor came out. I did listen to Igor, um, but I haven't been on Tyler like I have been, especially like when they first came out. When uh, when Tyler came out with Our Future Earl and the whole game, um, I was a huge fan. This this interview, that freestyle, made me get back into it. He was just trolling. He was just he was just trolling Punk Flex on some uh, on some uh, homosexual stuff the whole time. Like I don't know what Tyler's creative sexual orientation was, but I felt like his aim was just to keep Flex uncomfortable the whole entire the whole entire uh, uh, interview. I don't think that nigga's gay, bro. I don't know if he is. I don't really care. I just lo- I just love it when he's when he's. I love that interview because it was clear. It was clear his intent was just to keep him on pins and needles on that. You know what I'm saying? Um, I mean. He brought up some stuff about uh, ASAP. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want to get into the ASAP story? Before we talk, talk about, about that. I mean, everybody knows how talented Tyler is, but for anybody yeah. who didn't know, you got a real, you got a real glimpse. That'll give us another segue into something else. You got a real glimpse in just that interview, and especially in that freestyle, of exactly how talented he is. Oh, yeah. before we talked about, before we talk about, and he ASAP, really freestyled too. He yeah. wasn't like, yeah. I had something written. Like he would spit and then stop and think about something and then spit. Before we get to ASAP, though, while we're talking about talent, to the conversation I was having on Instagram with somebody um, about Chris Brown and Jamie Foxx, because uh, Gunnett, you know Gunnett, yeah. used to play flag football with him. He uh, put some of the No Guidance video in his story, and he put the part that he put was Chris Brown's little dance number. Yeah. I, we all know this nigga Chris is a world class guy, he's one of the best in the world. We all know. That. Yeah. Um, it sings that song too. Um, Gunnett posted a video in his story, the dancing part, and was like, something about him being talented, one of the most talented people in the world. I was like, that's a fact. The only person more talented than him is Jamie Foxx. And he started, he started telling me how he thinks Chris got it, because he said Chris sings better than Jamie. Not true. Not true. And he said, he de- Chris Depp 100% obviously makes better music, but he doesn't have a better voice. Yeah, he, doesn't have more, he doesn't have more vocal range, and Chris yeah. can't play the piano. And that's and that's Chris's first job, and singing might be Jamie Foxx's third or fourth job. Exactly. <laughs> and so in that, we got to talking about who's more talented, and just everybody that I've been running into, I've been kind of asking them what they think, like who's more talented, and by how much. I think it's Jamie Foxx. I think Jamie Foxx by long shot. I think if Jamie Foxx was at a 10, Chris is at a 6. Maybe a 7. I think 6 is fair. Look, this is how I look at it. Jamie Foxx is an award-winning actor. He is one of the best comedians ever. He will be on everybody's shortlist of greatest comedians ever. That's a fact. Um, he's an award-winning vocalist. Facts. Um, one of the best, one of the best impressionists in the world. Like I just that's five, that's four or five things right there. Mm-hmm. What you got? You gonna say Chris Brown can really sing? He can really dance, and he's athletic. But I'm saying the jobs that Jamie Foxx does, he's among the best in all of them. Yeah. Chris Brown be among the best in singing and dancing. Like Jamie has. That's it. He's not a world-class athlete. He's just very athletic. There's been a few NBA players that have said, like, they've been asked, like, you think Chris could have made it to NBA? I, they're like, yeah. When he was, like, 15, 16, if he would have took it serious, I think he would have made it to NBA. And, yeah. like, this thing, Chris gets busy. Cool. Yeah. Um, that's what Jamie has five talents. Are, are four arguably five talents that he could just do that and be a very rich man, be a millionaire. 
He yeah. can only do comedy, be a legend. He can only he wouldn't be a legend in singing, but he'd for sure be a millionaire. Yeah. He could only act, obviously. You know what I'm saying? He could only play the piano. And there was one other I thought. No, he, I mean he writes music, but he's not like a world class songwriter. Yeah. But anyway, four talents that he could be a millionaire. James or Chris has two. So I think that kind of puts that to bed. But ASAP Rocky, give me that one. I mean, ASAP, I mean, well, we should run through we should run through what's been going on with ASAP. ASAP Rocky was in Sweden, somebody was pretty much um following them around, heckling them. As a result, that person got hands and on them. Um and they don't play that in Sweden. ASAP was in a in a jail cell for that. Um, to be it, clear, ASAP was him. one of the people that yeah, put it was his people, people that did it, but his, his security did it, but he got some in. Though. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And ultimately, you're responsible for your security. They're exactly. paid to be there. They would not be there exactly. without you paying. Um, so he's been sitting in a cell. I mean, to any of us, unjust, and that's that's something that we've talked about before. Like, I feel like there's got to be rules for celebrities, man, and what people can and can't do, like. If I tell you, no, I'm not doing signatures, and you keep on messing with me, bro, I'm not saying the law should say I could put my hands and feet on you. But there has to be some recourse for those people following me around. Who wants to be followed? Think about how you would feel if you were just being followed by somebody. Yeah. Forget, forget what's going on. If somebody was just following you, it doesn't even have to be like, oh, they're heckling you or, oh, they're bothering you. They don't say a word to you. They're just following your ass around. Nobody would like that. So we got to do something about it. But fast forward, ASAP's been in a cell. Um, he just got out. I want to say the end of this week. I want to say it was like yesterday. Um, he got out. Um, and uh, he landed in Los Angeles. Plants in Los Angeles. Um, hella glad ASAP's home. I mean, Tyler, the creator, alluded to it in, the, um, in his freestyle. Free Rakim, Free Rakim. Um, that's ASAP's name, Rakim. His um, real name is actually Rakim. I think so. That's dope. I believe so. That's real hip hop right there. Um, Rakim or Rakim or something. I'm, am I, I'm pretty sure. If I'm wrong, yo, don't get you, don't get like the facts of people's names. Like we're giving you guys general rundowns of what's happening out here in the streets. I might be wrong on his name, but I am not wrong on him getting home this week. Um. Hella happy, man. Hella happy. Like, if you ask me, he was in that cell unjustly. Like, what? Like, that's crazy. Like, I'm in this cell because, what, I was defending myself or somebody heckled me and they wouldn't stop heckling me and I had to do something about it? You know what I mean? Like, shit, yeah. I mean, at some point I had to get myself out of that situation. Like, you don't always have the time or ability to call the police and wait for them to get there. You know what I mean? And all that other stuff. And that's why I say it's got to be something to be done about these people. And I think that situation, I think that situation is exactly why uh, when Future Security got dropped, why he just walked away. Yeah. Like, I ain't finna be in no, no type of ASAP Rocky mess. I'm, I'm, oh, no, exactly. And that's the right thing to do. Your security's paid to do that. It's just one of those things, man. Like, there has to be something done. People pay for security and people get past security. Um... I don't think it should always be on the artist to to have the security. I think that venues should have security as well because their security is for them, like their personal bodyguard. You know what I'm saying? You need to have venue security that keeps people away from where you're going to have the artist and all this other stuff going on. You know what I mean? Like there has to be 
some kind. We got to get a middle ground to all of this stuff. You can't just do whatever you want to do to people and it be and you act like it's gonna be cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like uh, again, like what's ASAP supposed to do? What any what any of us would do? He got put in a cell for because he's famous, pretty much. Mm-hmm. No, no. Like well, they don't said, play that shit in sweet. Like you said, he has security. He should have let security him. He shouldn't be in jail and like all this. Like all of, it shouldn't. Have but gone. I mean, his security would end up in jail. That, but that's what I'm saying. Like they don't play that shit in sweet. But it's like if you have people on staff to do that, you shouldn't be doing. Just like you say, when somebody get jammed up with a gun or some weed, there should be somebody to be like, yo, that's mine. If yeah. you have somebody there that's supposed to beat people up when they get too close, that's their job. Let them do it. Because so if you do it, I should end up in the same. No, he should not have. He sh- okay, he should have because that's the rule. But we need to change the rule. No, that's good. That's what I'm saying. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I, it, just, it just bothers me when people do that. They go, but the rule is wrong. It is wrong. It is wrong. Let's work on changing it, but while this rule is in place, you think it's a good idea to break it? Because then it lands you in a cell, obviously. I I mean, this is common sense. I'm here for both of them. I'm here for changing the rule, but while the rule is in place, following it. Or like dancing around it somehow. That's all. I don't really think I have anything else, and we kind of holding up the proceedings here. Uh, Let me see. Look at this place one more time. Did we cover everything we wanted to cover with ASAP? I didn't really have anything else. Oh, that, if you haven't seen that freestyle, you need to go see it. Who's dope? Yeah. I mean, the, free, the freestyle was dope. It was more funny than it was dope to me. Like, he had some cool bars in there, but it was just funny. Like, if you're a person like both of us that like interviews and you, you like watching anything in the culture, like, it, Tyler's going to show you how how talented he is in that short freestyle. And it's just the, the point of the freestyle was very obvious, and it worked 100%. Like, he had flex on pins and needles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it was great. It was great. I forget what he said before that and what he rhymed it with, but the bar when he, the punchline when he said, that's my broth in a bowl, nigga, I was like, oh, yeah, God, uh, oh, like yeah. He that said, was a bar. He said man. something about chicken, then he said, that's my broth in a bowl, yeah, like, that was hard. When we was listening to it, I was, I, was playing, I was playing for wifey at the house. I was like, woo! I was like, that's a bar. My broth in a bowl. Chicken, that's my broth in a bowl. I hadn't even had a chance yeah, to tell bro. wifey. She told me. She was like, have you seen it? He is so talented. Oh, okay, okay. Perfect. 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 Yeah, she did say that, actually. She did say that. Tyler gets busy, bro. Yeah, bro. I'm gonna go, I, I'm not, I've never been a fan. I know he's extremely talented, but just because of how, how his music started off early on, I was never a fan. Even though I liked Earl's sweatshirt and he had some of the same content, I just like his flow a little better. I used to like Earl more. And he didn't go so far left as Tyler. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was talking about like raping people in garages and blowing stuff up. I'm like, yo, this ain't for me. The wordplay is cool. The yeah. flow is dope, but I'm not that content. I, I could do that. And Tyler does 100% of his music. He produces it. He's organizing it, arranging it, all of that stuff. He does all of that. Like, he was talking about, in that interview, he was talking about in all the off-future stuff, he was like, yeah, that was like 90% me. He said Wolf made like 17 M's last year. But anyway, like I said, we holding up the proceedings. We, go we got, to, we, got we, family reunion duties. We got the family room podcast, got a family reunion to get to. But we promise next week, we're not going to be speeding. We didn't really speed through the topics we didn't have a lot to talk about. But next week, I mean, we give me all a good 51 minutes. Give me all a good hour here, so I ain't really much to cry about. Mm-hmm. Next week, we're going to make sure we get a... We get a Back to square one and make sure we do everything right. Hopefully, I got the mixer working so we can get some music going on in there and all of that jazz. But, you know, Family Room Podcast, episode 22. Deuce, deuce. I'm Mike Rohn. Stefan Rohn. Thanks for rocking with us. Yeah.
Yeah. Check us out on Spotify and all the other DSPs. We'll be back next week. Holla. Holla.